What's this podcast called? Two episodes from Planet Weird. Podcast from Planet Weird. Oh, luck of the Irish. More like freak me in the eyeballs. I love this movie. No. I told you not to bring up prom in oh, this episode. Oh, you want to talk about prom, Mama? Drama Kaflama, baby. I was nominated for Winner Homo. God damn it. Hey, it's the BFG. Sorry, I meant the BFL. The oh, Biffle. Right. Biffle, as it's come to be known. Um, welcome, everyone. This is Podcast from Planet Weird, episode 223. Yikes. Okay, okay, two, two, three, and uh, it's your faves, your favorite uglies here, Juan and Sarah. I'm sorry, but who the hell are you calling ugly? I am not an uggo. Anyways, we're here to, um, <laughs> to uh, you know, to, to, to say hey, and of course to talk about, uh, you know, a movie. Pride Discourse. A movie from back in the day. We're going to be talking about Big Fat Liar today. And I have a confession to make. I have a confession to make. Oh, God. What is it? I lied. I'm I knew it. a big fat liar. Um, last week at the end of the episode, I said that this movie was available. Um, didn't I say it was on Netflix? Yes. And that turned out to be a lie because I then I went to check and it wasn't on Netflix. But good news is it's on uh, Peacock. Peacock. Where you can watch it for free with ads. But the wow. ads didn't bother me too much. Did, did they bother yeah, you? Yeah. No. Mostly because I have an ad blocker. But did that help? No. Yeah, they got you anyways. Yeah, but they weren't annoying or anything, so... You know what? You, you can all watch this movie for free, Big Fat Liar, and then mm-hmm. and then hear our thoughts. Um, bef- before we dive into Biffle, BFL, um, let's catch up. How have you been? I mean, you know how I've been. I've been... How have I been? Where have I been? This, how have I been? This and is where, a roller coaster. Where am I going? Yeah. You know what's a roller coaster? The beginning of the House on Haunted Hill from 1999. That's a roller coaster. You know what's a roller coaster? The Matterhorn. Did you hear about her? What happened? What happened to her? About how, what, like, what is wrong with her now? She, you know how she's like always broken down. Oh god. She's still that girl. Like Disneyland is open, and like they still haven't opened her up. Matterhorn. <gasps> she's still closed because I think they need to do like such drastic repairs that it like would maybe alter like the look of it and so they're trying to figure out how to do that without totally like messing with the Matterhorn we all know no I'm gonna say this no not this Disney World Disneyland all the Disney's Disney's have been closed for how long a year now Mm -hmm. I think Mary Sue and Bobby Allen, the engineers at Disneyland, could not, and the designers could not spend an inch of that time. Disney could not pay their employees one inch of that time to think of a way to reinvent the Matterhorn. I don't give they a shit couldn't. about the Matterhorn. They, they fired everyone, oh and then they God. said, and while they're gone, I'm going to create these these Pride Month <laughs> pins to sell at the park, even though... We still won't let you embroider gay rice onto your, your Mickey ears. 
even though corporate pride is literally the downfall of all pride. Um, I, I just don't, I don't understand. I don't want you, I could give two shits about Yodelay Yeehoo ass Mountain Matterhorn over there. I want one, comfortable seats. Something I want to be needs able to, sit to be on done. Ride. Like, if, if they have to ruin the look of it to make us comfortable again so I don't get tailbone bruises on that ride, that's just, go ahead and do it. That's a risk I'm willing to take. Go ahead and do it. Wh- how are you ruining the look of it? It's a mountain. It's a fucking mountain. What are they going to... Oh, no, we've decided to tear down the mountain and make a skyscraper. Mama, that's on you. That's on you for being dumb as fuck. I truly don't understand. I truly have no conceptualization as to how they're afraid. Like, all they need to do is gut the mountain, put it back on. Isn't it like a hat? Don't they just go, and the whole mountain comes up, and then you just get the roller coaster insides? I thought that was a real mountain mountain with its own ecosystem. So it's cold there. You know what I want? I want that Yeti, the Expedition Everest thing. I want that thing. I want that giant honking. I want that hairy ass mountain man up on that mountaintop, ready to pound me into submission and then just to go back down. I want that. Liz says it's, they're shooting for a July 4th reopening for it. July 4th? The 4th of Jilly? Yeah. Hell no. This Can you says, aim for something less straight and gross? This says, the ride is literally falling apart in places. According to sources and confirmed by Disneyland guru David Erickson, the ride has serious issues with the integrity of its facade. For that reason, even once the coaster is up and running, work will continue in phases to secure the aging rock work. Ooh, so what I'm hearing this, is... Not to ruin the, the magic, but look at this picture of them when it was built. I would rather have that. <laughs> Mary, I would rather have that. That looks like Pride Rock. No, this looks like <gasps> Can you imagine if they t- Can you imagine if they took out the Matterhorn and replaced it with Pride Rock? I would literally piss my pants. One because I love the design of Pride Rock. I think it's like really elegant, you know, the the slabs. Return them. Like could Yeah, return them. But like could you imagine how beautiful the Matterhorn would look if it was like Lion King theme. Oh, this is weird. This says due to California construction codes, they can do very little beyond just cosmetic and integrity repairs. A structure like the Matterhorn would be illegal to build in California today. And so there's no way to put up a new structure in its place. Neither is rebuilding huge parts of the ride a viable option. And so Disneyland is literally stuck trying to do what they can to hold the mountain together. I can't wait. This says, you might recall in 2019, actual parts of the Matterhorn fell off the structure. I don't remember that. I don't recall. I don't recall getting hit by a rock. (laughs) I recall getting hit by the rock, Dwayne. Um, But that's a whole other story for a whole other time. Could you imagine six months down the road, you're just, you're back at Disneyland. You're one of those Disney families that's like, oh my God, Disneyland's my life. Disney, everything. uh." Right? Like you're one of those people. You go to the Matterhorn, you're like, I'm so excited to finally ride this collapsing building. The thing collapses. It is a, it is a catastrophe. It is another 9-11. I didn't Blur hear that about out. this. This says, <laughs> this says in 2019, Disneyland officials made the decision to close one of the two Matterhorn bobsleds attraction tracks after a bedroom door-sized chunk of the rockwork fell from the attraction's mountainside exterior early this year in August. 
This says no one, no was, one hurt was there when the incident occurred. Of course, nobody was hurt. Nobody was in the ride. It Disneyland was, was closed. It wasn't was it? overnight maintenance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty nineteen, not twenty twenty. Oh, but it still it says it was uh, the rock work broke loose during overnight maintenance. I am shaking. I didn't know. <gasps> Anyways, they I d- can't. They can't just peti- they can't tell the state of California like, hey, this is gonna literally collapse. Can we just get like a a once in a lifetime like? Can we get a? Can we please get a waffle? Can we please just like rebuild it from the ground up? Like, can't they? Isn't that a thing? I mean, politicians break the law all the time. Why can't Disneyland? Oh, do they? They don't have Matt the Matterhorn at Disney World. No, they have es- Expedition, Expedition Everest. Everest. That, that's yeah. the one that goes backwards. I yeah, that's the one that, that takes on, you all the way to the top. Disney Channel. Just, mm-hmm. You remember her? Mm-hmm. Well, that's she said, take that, rewind it back. Filter they that, gonna maybe make, bump that track. Weren't they going to make like a Matterhorn movie or something? Mama, Did I, I don't know. I'm tired. No, you're probably right. I didn't mean to uh, hijack, you know, what? what's going on with you? Honestly, nothing. Honestly, nothing. I'm just painting. I'm designing. I'm doing the same old, same old. Nothing's crazy with me. If anything, this Matterhorn debacle. I'm doing the pride discourse thing. I'm trying to stay out of it now. I'm tired. Mama, I'm tired. That's it. That's how I am. I'm tired. Man, I'm, I'm tired. I'm, 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 as ti- I'm as tired as the, as, the, as the facing on the Matterhorn ride. I am falling apart. Mm-hmm. I'm one step closer to the edge, and I'm about to break. And you? Uh, me, you know, just hanging out, um, chilling. Uh, you know, I just ended work. School year's over. Just, You're fighting some orphans. Just been chilling. Uh, I went over. I went to the post office today. Just went in and out. Dropped off package and then got the fuck out of there i said no one breathe on me and then i went and dropped off michelle's late birthday gift over at uh at adrian's home didn't even want to wait for anyone to contact me back to text me back so i just left it on the porch and said hope this doesn't get stolen like that bike did that one time at this house and now i'm here so that's it lovely but you know what this is my bad we do have some digimon tweets to get to one is emily who started them after we had recorded Two, i am fully aware because i logged onto twitter and saw that yeah and then the other is uh jose's tweets which apparently i forgot that's my bad i didn't see them so okay let's hear them so last week we talked about digimon the movie if you didn't check that out go check it out or maybe don't um, so Emily tweeted us about the movie at Emily Jean Palmer. Uh, so first she said, I don't understand why they were real life creatures in the beginning, but now they're just computer creatures. They've always been computer creatures, Emily. What's the, what's the, what's the, what's not to get? But like, I don't know. I don't know. Like when the, like when they were, like when they hatched in the real world? Yeah. Like how they Emily, could, the, probably how they can go back in, like how Agumon oh, and Tentamon are like, t- "Hey, we're in the computer." Let me let me tell you something, Emily. Okay, so in the Digi world, the Digimon are created; they exist, but through Digi gates, like through like little like wor- like wormholes, basically, they can travel into our world and our dimension. 
Um, they go into this in the first Digimon series. But just know that they are real, but they are digital, and they can come into our world. But not like not like freely. Like it's not like a everybody's in. It's like it's something it's it's usually bad. Bad stuff has happened. So you only get to see your best friend when something bad happens? You can only see them when you go into the computer, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they're like your Neopet. Um yeah, why would the mom make a beef jerky shake? What kind of sadistic person would do that? She's hot. Uh, I like that whenever the Digimon shout their attacks at each other, they sound like WWE wrestlers. <laughs> uh, the jorts. Who was wearing jorts? Terriermon. When he turns into Gargomon. <laughs> um, let's see. This fucking Digimon song is going to be in my head until the end of time. The smattering of 90s ska music has also been an interesting creative choice. Yes. And it all ends with a star. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Thank you, Emily. And now I'll get to jo- uh, Jose's tweets because he said, is it because I'm ugly that you forgot about me? Yes. And that is true, but we're ugly as well. So No. Juan is hot, I guess. And I'm not, so top that. All right, here's Ho- Jose's tweets at Jay Contreras Jr. Um... I love Digimon more than Pokemon. I will gladly defend that opinion. I even have a little Patamon plush, and I bought a crest a few years back. Can you guess who my favorite was? Here, here's this little photo of this plush. Wow, look at that little bean with wings. Cute. Um, Major things I remember from this. Terriermon was trying to comfort Patamon's crown for being cute and big-eared, and I was bothered. Willis was kind of annoying. There was a lot of internet jargon in that one battle that I chose not to understand. So I would sit there like, and then it's the meme of the woman with the math equations. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, let's see. I wouldn't be freaked out by this random G- Digimon show up showing up, but I would be so freaked out if I was hugging it and it instantly doubled in size. Yummo. Uh, how is Willis taking classes at Colorado State? Because he just because he knows about this little computer virus. He's a genius. I want to make fun of Joe f- for volunteering for summer school, but one time in high school, I snuck in, quote unquote, uh, to summer school to get ahead. What? Maybe I imagined internet lingo because this doesn't seem complicated at all also i'm gonna need this crazy oh this creepy ass digimon not to send weird weird emails that's scary uh diaboramon stole my credit card stole my debit card information (laughs) confirmed let's see the fight between tai and sora is so childish but it makes perfect sense for them uh the scene with the digimon multiplying loki used to scare me it's just so creepy looking which one well, this is the screenshot. <laughs> oh. Disgusting. Uh, let's see. Was the virus trauma? Is this movie about healing our childhood trauma so we can move forward in life? Yes. Uh, I love this movie. The animation is kind of all over the place and the choppiness of the three stories is there. But to be honest, I don't care. It's fun and I like it. I'm going to give it a four out of five stars just because I like the show more than the movie. And then Jose says, 
Completely forgot to mention, but remember the Angela Anaconda short in the beginning? That was something else. Okay, bye. Yes. All right. Thank you, Emily and Jose. Sorry, I didn't read them last week. But we did now, and hopefully that sort of makes up for it. All right. I mean, Emily, that one was fully on you. So let's be real here. That one was on you, Emily, not me. All right. Are we ready to get into Big Fat Liar? Let's go. Let's get get let's get liared. Hey, yeah. This is for home. And we can kick it like this. We gonna keep you moving from the dance floor. Move it, man. Move it like this. I can shake it like that. Move it like this. Big Fat Liar is a 2002 American comedy film directed by Sean Levy, written by He Who Must Not Be Named. Dan Schneider. What? Oh. Uh and and Brian Robbins. And starring Frankie Muniz, Paul Giamatti, Amanda Bynes, Amanda Detmer, Donald Faison, Lee Majors, Russell Hornsby, and Keenan Thompson. I wouldn't say Keenan is starring. I wouldn't say he's in this movie. No. He I makes think a cameo. In he's in the background. Oh, that's funny. Um so- And Keenan Thompson. They pull the screen and they and like it in the poster Andrew they have Keenan Thompson like front and center. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so the movie was directed by Sean Levy, who we've talked about before. He directed the first Cheaper by the Dozen movie, all of the Night at the Museum movies, and also worked on, uh, or I guess works on, Stranger Things. That show still exists, I think, <laughs> right? I forget. I forget every time they talk about it that it's, like, still a thing and that, like, they're producing another season right now. Exactly. Um, produced by Brian, T- Brian Robbins and Mike Colin, uh, those guys have produced uh, all that. Keenan and Kel, One Tree Hill, The Amanda Show, stuff like that. Uh, so the, the Knicks. Uh, yeah, some Knicks stuff and One Tree Hill, amongst other things. Uh, screenplay by Dan Schneider. We've talked about him before in the Good Burger episode. Mm-hmm. He's a creep, most likely. That's all we need to know. And like... He needs to be exposed, um, but he did create so many Nickelodeon shows and movies that were part of our childhood, so whether we like it or not, he is a part of our childhood, but... He's a staple in all of us, unfortunately. But but get but grab me the staple remover, because I don't want him. <laughs> no, the holes will still be there. The holes will still be there. Anyways, um... Music by Christoph Beck. He uh, he did the music for Buffy, the score for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Also did the score for WandaVision more recently. <gasps> um, also did the music. I mean, bo- gas for both. Gas for both. <laughs> also did the music for movies like The Hangover, The Muppets, The Ant-Man movies, and The Frozen movies. The Ant-Man movies. Mm-hmm. I forget that Frozen had a sequel. I know. We saw it in theaters. I fell asleep. Into the unknown. The only songs that I know are that one and the other one. I don't know the other one. Uh, the one where she. I'm trembling, but not from the cold. <laughs> the one where she goes into the the cave. Mm-hmm. The cave by Mumford and Sons. Oh, got it. Um, this movie came out February eighth, two thousand two. Which means next year, you know, it'll be the 20th anniversary. 
Wow, happy birthday. In February. Um, the budget was $15 million. Do you want to guess what the box office was? 15 mil? Mm-hmm. This movie, I don't think, did great based on the fact that it gives you the, the tomato rating from... What's that? On Peacock? What's garbage Splash? Rotten yeah, tomatoes. Peacock fully gives you the Rotten Tomato score. So I'm going to say it did 10 million. I think it lost money. Really? Okay, I'm going to tell you that it made money. Oh, okay. And I'll give you one more chance. Okay, I'm going to let my... Are we done? Are we done? Can you hear the yelling? Um... Um, I'm going to say 20 million. More? It made more than that. A hundred million? Not that well. <laughs> okay. So let's, let's, let's last. Okay. Th- th- third time. You're third, getting pff, closer. After that, I'm going to say final offer $40,000. <laughs> 40 million. Okay. 53 million. Damn it. 50. I wanted to get right down the middle 50, but I was scared. I was so scared. Um, So the film tells a story about 14-year-old pathological liar Jason Shepard, whose creative mm-hmm. writing assignment is stolen by an arrogant Hollywood producer, Marty Wolf, who later plans to use it to make the fictional film of the same name. The film okay. is an allusion to the Aesop's fable, The Boy Who Cried Wolf, with Jason Shepard being the... Being analogous to the shepherd boy. Oh, I didn't even realize that. His last name, Shepherd, in that. <gasps> in the story. They and, really said Aesop's fable. And Marty Wolf, analogous to the to the wolf. Oh my <laughs> god! <gasps> I, like, didn't give a shit about the shepherd thing, and then you said Marty Wolf, and it, like, all fucking clicked. <laughs> I know, I had no idea. Um, I piss myself. That's amazing. This movie... As you can tell just by watching it, majority of it is filmed at Universal Studios Hollywood. Um, that and that's the only movie that's filmed there. The back lot, think- the basically, if you go get a tour at Universal Studios, you're basically like you're living in Big Fat Liar. Um, yeah, yeah. So there's that. Let's talk about the reception. The reviews. The receptionist. <gasps> the reviews mixed reviews from critics you mentioned rotten tomatoes they gave it a 44 percent um some critics praised the film as energetic and witty others called it dull and formulaic on the positive side roger ebert and richard roper gave it two thumbs up okay two what about three so they gave it two thumbs up anyways um <laughs> Amanda Bynes and Frankie Muniz were nominated for Choice Movie Chemistry at the Teen Choice Awards. Amanda Bynes was nominated for a Young Artist Award for Best Performance in a Feature Film, Leading Young Actress, and for Favorite Movie Actress at the Kids' Choice Awards. And she won that one. Okay. Well-deserved, I think. Um, Remake, there is a... Is it a remake or a sequel that like bigger, fatter liar bullshit? I mean, bigger, fatter. I guess it's liar. A, it's like an unofficial sequel. Um, I guess I mean, the f- it would make sense. It says the film is similar to Big Fat Liar, except for the plot where the report is stolen by a video game executive to make into a video game to impress his boss. Okay. Boring. 
It was a critical and commercial failure. I'm shocked. I mean. Let's talk about the soundtrack for this film, because boy, do we have some 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 bops in here. We got the first thing right you hear. about now. The first thing you hear is Come On, Come On by Smash Mouth. Yes. We've got Eye of the Tiger, Hungry Like the Wolf. No. Yes. Some, you know, some 80s ones. Um, we've got I'm Blue, Da-ba-dee-da-ba-die. Got that the one. iconic song that no one knows the lyrics to. Yes. We've got Move It Like This by the Baja Men at the end of the film. Man, didn't move it. Whatever happened to that song? That song was like legendary. I know. I love that one. And of course, we have Right Here, Right Now by Fatboy Slim. Did, right here. Okay, yeah. did you know? Do you know who's saying right here, right now in that song? Fergie? No, it's Angela Bassett. It's a no. It's a clip from a movie. I just learned this like a few months ago. Yeah, Angela says, Bassett. It's a quote from American science fiction thriller film Strange Days. It samples her saying it. I ain't it's lying. her literally yelling right here, right now. Yeah, I'm gonna play a clip. That doesn't sound like Angela Bassett at all. You gonna get yourself killed for this? Oh, for this toxic waste, bitch! What the fuck are you doing? Oh, this is your life, right here, right now. It's real time. You hear me? Real time. <laughs> Right here, right now. Why do we? Why do we throw that up like seventy octaves? But hers is like the perfect pitch. No, because I think they do pitch it up a little bit. It's definitely like so, can you hit him behind? You want me to play it again? Yeah, just real, real quick, real, real, real quick. One more time. This is your life, right here, right now. <laughs> it doesn't sound like it in the song, but I'm in shock. Angela Bassett. What that an icon. Never Angela seen Bassett film, really can do no wrong at this point. Anyway, yeah, some good some good songs uh featured peppered in throughout the movie. Um trivia for this one. I haven't looked at these, so we'll see. This says Lindsay Lohan, who was 14 year 14 years old old at the, the, the sorry, I can't talk. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan, who was 14 years old at the time of production, was originally signed on to play Kaylee. She dropped out shortly before filming began, deciding to take a temporary hiatus from acting for a year. She was replaced with Amanda Bynes. I'm okay with that. I think Amanda Bynes. She did. I can't imagine Lindsay in this. I don't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't see Lindsay Lohan doing some of these quick character changes that Amanda is like perfectly known for. Well, you know and I mean? think a lot of it is Amanda. Like Amanda's really good at improv, mm-hmm. and so like I feel like a lot of things was her just doing it. Yeah, or maybe just like she she took it and made it even better than how it was on the page. Yeah, this script was shit before she came along. She should be the new Powerpuff Girls, all three of them. This was her first movie, by the way. <gasps> no, it wasn't. Really? The film debut. She would go on to be in, you know, all the hits. What a Girl Wants. She's the Man. Jackie Rodetsky. Easy A, that's right. 
Uh, <laughs> the blue dye was tattoo ink that was sprayed in several layers on Paul Giamatti's body, occasionally throughout the day to keep it topped up. He said it was fairly easy to apply, but it was a bit more difficult to get off, particularly particularly on his feet for some reason. They stayed blue for several months. I'm blue. But you know Great. what? That's what he did for this movie, for the craft. I mean, wait, why would he? Oh, because he had that full body scene when he came out of the pool. I was like, why yeah. did they do his feet? <laughs> what the hell? Just to really get him into character. Um, Let's see. Oh, this just mentions that. There's a scene where Marty is on the phone with Monty, and we see Monty standing in front of the house from Psycho. Mm-hmm. So that's there. Um, let's see. I would love to know if anyone has has seen this movie and fully has been like, I'm going to, you know, X, Y, and Z find all the little references in here. I would. Do it then. Oh, I thought you meant go to Universal and recreate all these scenes. That's what I no! would do. No, <laughs> no. Never been, but that's what I would do. Um, speaking okay. again about Universal Studio, uh, it says when walking towards the studio, when Frankie Muniz and Amanda Bynes are walking towards, we see the pink gorilla suits worn by Bane and Poison Ivy from Batman and Robin 1997. I wrote that down. We also see the skull bikers from Batman Returns while Wolf chases Shepard through the studio lot. Okay, didn't see that, but I did see the gorillas. I also saw the gorillas. Um, Live in concert? No. Marty tells Jason that he will call his dad and tell him he wrote Big Fat Liar, Aaron Brockovich, and Saving Private Ryan. Paul Giamatti played Sergeant Hill in Saving Private Ryan and had a cameo scene with Julie Roberts, uh, who won the Academy Award for Aaron Brockovich. But his cameo was in My Best Friend's Wedding, not Aaron Brockovich. Okay. Mm-hmm. Paul Giamatti and Amanda Bynes would later lend their voices in the 2005 family comedy, Robots. Yes. Mm -hmm. John Cho, who plays the director in this movie, Mm -hmm. was asked to do his role with an accent. He turned down the part saying he didn't want young people thinking it was okay to laugh at someone's accent. In Cho's entire career. In his entire career, he has not once played a character with a fake accent. And that's how you do it, baby. Fuck whoever asked him to do it with an accent. I hate... Why do people always want, like, ethnic people to speak with an accent? Why? Because funny. Because we need something to laugh at. It makes absolutely no fucking sense. I hate it. I hate white people so much. I hate all of you that are listening. (laughs) Okay. Um... Let's see. I don't care about that. This says when Marty jumps into the pool, not knowing it's been filled with blue dye, if you pause at the right time, he turns blue before he even touches the pool. This shows that they just slapped a blue filter on the camera during that moment. Okay, great. Thank you for pointing that out for me. You're welcome. Anyways. Um... Smash Mouth and Baja Men previously collaborated on Shrek. Yes, they did. Is that it? Is that literally it? <laughs> yeah, just saying that they did that. And obviously, okay. we finally, we have Julio White playing himself. 
like a parody version of himself where Marty keeps calling him Urkel, a reference to his family Matcher's character, iconic. Um, but you know, he was a good sport for for taking the. Doesn't the he hate? There. Doesn't he hate like Urkel as a character and the fact that he's known for being Urkel? Isn't like a isn't that like a real life thing? I mean, him? probably yeah, because like. He was very much typecast. But the thing is now, it was just announced like a couple weeks ago that he was starting like a new like weed company or something. Everyone's starting their weed companies. Julia Julia White wants to sell you Purple Urkel. (gasps) Is that really what it's called? Uh, I think so. I'm going to piss my pants. (laughs) Mr. White hopes to see more black and Latino people leading cannabis brands and businesses. Yes. Step aside, Seth Rogen. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Even though I do love Seth Rogen. I mean, I like Seth Rogen, but he needs to apologize to Charlene Yee. And we can talk about that later. Um, so what are your what's your history with this film one? I saw it on Disney Channel. Let's leave it at that, because that's all it is. It did air on Disney Channel, but why do I feel like it also aired on Nick? Amanda Bynes? It might have well, aired on both. This movie isn't do this movie isn't affiliated with any studio, right? It's like not affiliated with Nick. No, it's or, universal. Or it's just it does have Amanda Bynes, obviously, and then Dan Schneider who wrote it. Taryn Killam also was on the Amanda show as well. Oh, so maybe, yeah, maybe both. Because Nick Nick did do the uh, do like a movie thing at some point, yeah, other, right? Like they, they started would. doing like movies. Yeah, and like even stuff that wasn't made by like Nickelodeon pictures or whatever, air. they would just air random movies. But I 100% know it aired on Disney Channel because I remember the song they played on the commercial. Do you remember it? I remember, <laughs> I remember, I remember the part in the trailer that would, that would, that would always be like, they told me to pick up a little blue car. They never said something about a little blue man. Yeah. But Disney Channel. I remember that vividly. Had this commercial where it would go like, and they headed to LA to expose his evil ways because he's a big fat li- Oh, good. There's a YouTube <gasps> oh, video oh, of it. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> Okay. Shout out to whoever wrote that. Thank you for making a whole ass song for just literally a trailer. Like, why? Someone just, like, had the time. That sounds like no one asked that guy to do that. He just, like, showed up. He's like, like, after the weekend, he was like, hey, I was just messing around and I, like, wrote this. I was, he was probably like, I was stoned out of my mind watching Big Fat Liar and I wrote this song. Do you guys want to use it for the... For when we air it <laughs> next month, and they were like, yeah, sure. Not, I was stoned out of my mind. Because <laughs> he's a big, fat liar. That song slaps. Whoever, that is a good song. Whoever wrote that, reveal yourself. Reveal yourself. Expose yourself right now. But yeah, so you saw it on Disney Channel? Yeah, yeah. Either, either that or Nick. I truly cannot tell you now, now that you've like mentioned that it aired on both, and I like really can't remember. I just feel like it aired on both. But um, I watched it on the TV. On the telly. And for me, 
I feel like I saw it in theaters just because my whole family knows this movie and like my dad only really knows movies if we see them in theaters. I feel like. Okay, great. And like we definitely like rented this a lot. Um and this is one that like like I said like my whole family knows. Like obviously my dog's name is Marty and like sometimes my dad or like yeah, no, actually, really, just only my dad will call him, like, Marty Wolf. I guess my dad at work had a customer come up to him, and it was a woman who said her name was Marty Wolf. And he was like... And he says, you're a big, fat liar? Well, and he was, like, talking about the movie, and I don't think she knew what he was talking about. Great. How good for your dad. But yeah, this one, big for me, growing up. Um, I own it now. And no spoilers for my thoughts, but I think it mostly uh, holds up. So let's just dive into it. Why don't we? It, it holds up besides a couple, a couple little things. Well, and the things, yeah, the things that are like not as, uh, you know, PC, politically correct. At least this, I'm not saying this is great. Like you probably just should avoid this altogether now. Um, mm. But at least the things that aren't pc are said by the villain at the very least again not saying that that's great i think that should just be avoided altogether basically but anyways it's not like a hero saying them yeah yeah. frankie muniz didn't (laughs) didn't call someone an ableist slur it was paul giamatti frankie muniz didn't say so what freddie you little fat (laughs) i want to know what she's Frankie Muniz said, get the F word off the TV. I am not watching that. But let's dive into this movie because it starts off with Smash Mouth. Come on, come on. Yes. This this introduced it, me to this song, I'll tell you. It's a very um in the in in the vibe of uh of Freaky Friday, the remake of Freaky Friday, where it's like We're waking up. We're waking up, we're doing everything, we're eating breakfast. Yeah, I'm out the door, I got dressed, you know, that kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. So that early 2000s just like quick getting ready. Everyone, that's all the early 2000s was, was people waking up and getting ready to go frantically eating a bowl of cereal, setting it in the ki- in the sink instead of like rinsing it and putting it in the dishwasher. And then the mom goes, Toby. And then he goes, mm-hmm. well, I'm late. I gotta go. Yep, that's it. That was all of those movies. So Jason, played by Frankie Muniz, is our main character. He's the boy who cries story who cries paper um who cries story who cries wolf whatever he's the boy who lies uh he's late for school liar he uh he's 14 years old so that's like middle school we run into Mm -hmm. taryn killam who's playing a bully named brett taryn killam who obviously we know from stuck in the suburbs he was on the amanda show um, SNL and yeah, more recently became big for SNL. Um, but he's in here playing a bully. I guess just a high school bully. Like these high schoolers have nothing better to do than pick on this fourteen-year-old boy. No, isn't it? I is it? I just always am in so much shock when I see Taryn kill him. Like in anything, I'm like, what the fuck? You're here. It makes me question how old he is, because he looks. Like, he's 43, playing a teenager right now. Yeah, he's very tall in this one, and maybe has some, like, 5 o'clock shadow showing. <laughs> um, 
So he is making Jason even more late to school, takes that skateboard from him. And oh, yikes. when Jace finally gets to school, the doors are locked on him. That Whoever locked those doors said, fuck you. You're not getting in here today, sir. So he goes to the window of the classroom. And who is the teacher? Oh, my God. It's Sandra. Oh. <gasps> I forgot she was Christ in this. Iconic. I love that you don't see that. I love that we see her at the end, too. Like, this is just not her one and done. Yeah, it was a full circle. Sandra O, oh, whose name is Phyllis. May I call you Phyllis? <laughs> Absolutely <No>. not. <laughs> Understood. No. She goes, no. Um, yeah, she plays Phyllis Caldwell, Miss Caldwell. Uh, so she's teaching her class. Who's in that class? It's Kaylee, played by Amanda Bynes. Not Lindsay Lohan, Amanda Bynes. And Amanda Bynes. She, Kaylee distracts uh, Miss Caldwell so that Jace can come in through the window. And then here starts his big excuse for why he doesn't have his paper. His daddy All choked on kids. a meatball. His daddy choked. <laughs> on a meatball. I got nasty. Um, uh, I love that all these kids are, uh, like, are very familiar with this kid's bullshit. Like, they're like, and here he goes again. Becky, could you believe this kid behind me is doing this again? They are all aware. Um, And then he does the old, like, if you don't believe me, call my dad. His number's this. And Miss Caldwell goes to call the number, and Jace has Kaylee Answer help this. him. Yeah, be the secretary, and he does his favorite part. Hello. Oh. I love when she goes, I love when he goes, do it. No, do it. No, do it. Harry Shepard's office, please hold. <laughs> she does such great voices throughout this whole film. She is amazing. She's the yeah. MVP of this movie. I would say her and Paul she Giamatti. Is. No offense to Frankie Muniz. It's just he his wasn't the like. Paul Giamatti Frankie Muniz is just Frankie Muniz. Paul Giamatti That's, was stretching as like. What's nice about him? We he hasn't even appeared yet. But what's nice about him is we know him for being like such a serious actor, like mm-hmm. award winning things miniseries uh indie films and then like the fact that he did this and like did such a great job like brought his all to it blewed his feet he blewed himself he blewed his feet yeah and then amanda Hot. amanda Bynes, we have like doing her amanda Bynes thing like she's doing the voices doing the improvs like amanda Bynes truly is a massive character actor like yeah. character actress like she that's what she was known for like that was her thing she just she could this have been like a sign that maybe she wasn't gonna do so hot down the road? Maybe, but what do you mean a sign? Like the fact that she could switch personalities that that quickly, that good. I don't necessarily think that's a sign. I think what led to her her mishaps were probably Drugs. Dan Schneider. Oh. One thing, and then parents and just like. What every Drugs. what most child actors go through, but that the trauma that's a story for another day. But she does so great here, and then yeah, Frankie Muniz like he's he's doing what he's supposed to do. Like he's not supposed to be giving that like really big performance. He's like no, he's just doing his Frankie Muniz thing. This is really her. Yeah, this is this is Frankie Muniz supporting Amanda Bynes. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Um. My favorite thing that Jay says when he's pretending to be his dad on the phone is when he says, Back off, Grim Reaper. I ain't done living yet. 
great line. Um, so he gets away with it, and everything's great until his parents show up at his teacher's room. Oh, wow. So he got away with it for, like, two seconds in this film. And then they find what, out... What, does she follow up with a, with a call home being like, I hope you're better? Probably. Okay. But Or did these parents go, Hi, did my kid make it to school today? Like, every day they call and say, What did he say? Because I'm sure it was a lie. Um, so now she's like, Okay, I teach... Of course, teachers are always doing this. They're they're teaching night school, aren't they? They're doing that double teachers, time, that double shift. They're doing something. They're doing something. They're not done when they go home. Mm-mm. These teachers are not done when they go home. So she's teaching a night class. She said, I'm teaching English as a second language at, at night Good school for her. tonight at 6 p.m. You can give me the paper then. No later than that. So he that's says, God, That's God's job. He says, Okay. So he goes home. Uh, he finishes the paper and then he rides his older sister's bike and he hits a limo. This is some blank check bullshit. Here's my question. Here's my question, Mary. It's a creative writing assignment. Aren't those the easiest? Because you can make up whatever the hell you want. Yeah. But also, it's a thousand word essay. Did teachers really used to say that for handwritten? How would you know? Yeah. I used to handwrite stuff. For when you had word counts? Did you count every fucking word? Yeah. Well, you're so brave. Well, actually, yeah, no. Yeah, because there would be those bitches in class that, like, if the teacher said, this is a one-page paper, those hoes would write, like, A, B, taking up seven, six lines, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, girl, I need you to relax. But also, there would be that cool teacher that's like, I need a one-page paper. And someone would do that, and he'd be like, you outsmarted me. Congrats. Um. Okay, so he rides the bike, hits the limo, and... It's Paul Giamatti, Marty Wolf, in there. And he asks for a ride. He says, I need to get to the community college in two minutes. He says, do I look like a taxi? Mm -hmm. Sorry, wait. That was it. My best pitch, Paul Giamatti. Do I look like a... That's not Paul Giamatti either. What the fuck was that? (laughs) What does Paul Giamatti sound like? Not that. Do I look like a taxi? (laughs) (laughs) So bad. It's just so bad. Keep going. It's so bad. Right. Uh, So, Jace... Marty's barking in the background. Shut up, Marty. Uh, Jace gets in the limo. He's talking to Marty. Marty's like, fuck this kid. I hate him. And Jace's backpack, all the stuff falls out. He's trying to pick it all up. And so when he leaves, what does he leave in there? What's on the floor? He leaves a stupid little paper because this man, one, doesn't know how to zip up his backpack. Clown. Two, this is such a het straight boy thing to do of like, I mean, I used to do it too, but like not this bad of like just putting everything in that backpack. Like instead of like you a have, binder, he has a full ass trapper keeper. What is he doing? What is he doing? It wouldn't make sense for the, the plot of the film. It wouldn't make sense. But yeah, so little Mr. Marty, the truth is overrated wolf. Ooh, picks it up and starts reading, so that's not a good sign. Uh, then we have the scene with Jaleel White, where we see Marty being very mean to him, calling him Urkel, and all that. I, oh yeah, and guess what? I was gonna call him Urkel. I mean, that's and what then he's he said, known as. 
I know, but I couldn't remember his real name. And then I was like, Jaleel White. I think that's his real name, but I don't want to say it's his real name. I will say, I only know his real name. I guess I probably would have learned it eventually. But, like, I know it because of this. Because of oh, this yeah. movie. So I grew up, when I would watch Family Matters, I'd be like, Jaleel White. My name is Jaleel White. Urkel is a character I played when I was a child. Got him. Also, you know who else is a child? My chicks. And you know who they're going to be? That chicken in this movie. They're going to be stars one day, baby. You mm-hmm. just wait for my chicks to be gorgeous celebrities with glasses. Forrest and Whitaker. I would see that movie, I'll be honest. <laughs> Actually, no, it's about oh, cops. But, oh, I, oh. but do I want like a chicken and man buddy movie? Yeah. Let's do a movie where we shrink people down to the size of like small chickens and they ride them. I just, that's just Final Fantasy. That's just a chocobo. Anyways, so we have Miss Caldwell <gasps> and the parents not believing Jace about um, how, you know, you know he, he had the paper, he left it in the limo and everything, so he's going to have to do summer school. Yes, and here's my question. One, Paul Giamatti's ugly ass... We, di- we didn't even talk about his cream jumper with cream jacket combo that he was wearing in the limo. Disgusting. But also, what kind of parents fully couldn't drive their kid to the school to turn in this paper, but would fully be like, our kid is lying again. Time to go fucking go to the school. That is kind of shitty. Because you know? I assume they were like, we're not going to drive you. You have to get there yourself. Like, they were probably like, we're going to cook dinner and like be watching TV at six. So go do this yourself. But Who but then that? you would think that they'd be like, oh, I should have just taken you or something. I don't know. What if he, if he, why didn't he lead with, I literally got hit by a car. <laughs> I mean, they wouldn't have believed him anyways. These parents suck. My, and I'll go into my that My mom later, would no. not do this. My mom, my mom would drive never me. never let me do this. But she'd be yelling at me the entire ride there. Yeah. She would be, my parent, my mom, because it would be my mom. My mom would be pissed at me the whole ride. Not even at the fact that I didn't do my homework. At the fact that she would have to drive yeah, me. Yeah, that like now she has to do this extra thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would feel bad. Like that's what I would feel worse about. And that's a whole thing. I would get mad at, then I'm mad at everyone. <laughs> and everyone's just mad. Um <laughs> Anyways, then we have Kaylee, who is uh, staying. We we hear that this is when they're walking to the movies. We hear that Kaylee mm-hmm. is going to be staying with her grandma while her parents are gone. Going yeah. to the everyone's parents are leaving. Going to the Grand Canyon or something. Yes, her parents are White River White River Raft. They're they're pulling a Jungle Cruise in the Grand Canyon. Yes. And Frankie Muniz's parents have to go to the spa because they're so overworked and stressed and uh, yeah. So yes, there we get the sense that oh something's gonna happen this, this long holiday weekend. I guess. I guess this movie Where? probably takes place Memorial Day weekend, right? Oh, if you think about makes it, makes sense. So it literally happens like right now in time. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that funny? Because he hasn't been in he hasn't been in summer school that long. No, like, and they say the holiday weekend and the only holiday besides the 4th of July. Yeah, would which would be the Memorial make sense. weekend. Yeah. No. Okay, Memorial weekend wow, it is. Wow, I didn't even intend that. We timed but this. This, <laughs> this movie probably takes place like the day this episode goes up. Anyways. Shh. 
don't tell don't don't uh, Sarah remember don't tell people your mistakes just make um make it make it seem like you did it on purpose make it shine mm-hmm. um so this make it. the movie trailer for Big Fat Liar which honestly looks scary I hate that it voice I'm so glad that that voice is gone the- oh and, okay you say that but let me tell you something, Mama. After the movie was over, I got an ad for that that movie with the with the Goldbergs kid. Oh yeah, Ron. yeah, yeah. That was recommended to me too. It, it I got it's that, him and, it was and the, the dude. It's that other kid. Anyways. Anyways, I got that. I got that trailer, and it was like that same. It was like that kitschy '90s, early 2000s style of like. These bu- these friends have to do this thing. I now. don't mind that. And, oh my god! It's the you don't mind that. You know, it's the deep world. voice that I don't like. Loki, oh, I was like, okay. maybe I'll watch this because like I like silly dumb movies and I love Shanji and Brony from the Goldbergs. So I was like, maybe I'll watch this later. Um, but yeah, like if you go look up like the Chicago trailer from two thousand two, you've you've made me look at it and it's terrifying. It's just because that voice, I hate it. It's scary. So movie trailer, it's Big Fat Liar, and then he's like, "I think that shot, that's my story. That's my song." That shot of that shot of <laughs> that shot of Frankie Muniz when he's like, "I know coming out." Like that's like the it's it's such a good way to depict like that weird out of body like feeling of like oh my <laughs> that anxiety building. I up, thought that you know too. I mean? They did a good job there. The cinematography in that shot that was good. Yummy. Um, so the parents don't believe that Jace wrote it. They're like, shut up, you're drunk. Um, <laughs> and then the parents leave, and so it's just Jace and his older sister, Janie, who immediately leaves to hang out with her, I'm assuming, boyfriend. Her... Let's call him her sexual partner. Her sexual partner, Ruby... Randy? R- Rudy. Rudy. Who is... Who is appropriating. But who is yeah. By the way, we mentioned she's the man earlier, or I did. Um the sister is played by Alex Breckenridge, who played Monique. Who's the sister? Who played Monique who's the friend? and she's the man who was Amanda Bynes' character's brother's girlfriend. She's the blonde oh. one in the movie who freaks yes. out because she's like you broke up with me. Why? Blah, 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 blah. So and she's trying to get back with. Yeah. So they're both sister. Amanda Bynes, Alex Breckenridge. They're both in this movie. She's also wow. she was also in the first season of American Horror Story. She played the younger version of the maid. Um, <gasps> oh, hot. Um, before we go on, I'd like to take a quick little deep dive into this dad. Sure. Because he is an absolute piece of shit. Yeah. We get later on. I mean, fast forward really quick. <laughs> We get Frankie Muniz, who's like, because Amanda Bynes, like, why do you want to do this, right, later on when he explains the situation? And he's like, well, it felt like, like, the look that my dad gave me made me feel like I wasn't his son anymore. Why is this dad such a piece of shit that he fully was like, we don't believe you, we don't know who you are anymore, it's not like I even know you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, who says that to a child? It's so weird to me that it's, like, only the dad that is seems really disappointed in him. Like, because the mom has, like, no lines in this movie. The mom is just there as like, she's like, like the quiet like mom why that is has she, to agree why with Why is dad. she even there if this movie is all about him earning 
back the trust of the dad. He said, I they want to earn well- back your trust, dad. She's like, I'm also here. Like, why did I come here then? Because she's mom. That's literally it. I don't I don't know. This dad just sucks. This dad is literally the worst person I have ever thought existed. Not really. No. Like in in, a, in in regards to in regards to dad, like like quote unquote decom dad universe, like he's I feel like we've seen shitty. worse decom dads. He's I know, but he's not like gaslighting the fuck out of his kid like this man is. You know what I mean? You don't think Eddie's million dollar cook-off dad is worse than this guy? No, they're both bad. Anyways, so Jace goes to Kaylee. He says, we're going to LA this weekend. I bought plane tickets somehow, even though I'm 14. So you're going to come with me. Can you buy plane tickets that young? Plane tickets? (laughs) Why'd you say it like that? I don't know. I don't know. Just ignore it. Um, Plane tickets? I don't know. Don't you need like an ID? I think you just need an ID. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, and can't kids can get IDs, right? Yeah, like like an underage. Yeah. So maybe you can. I guess I don't know. I I don't know. But so Kaylee's like, well, what are we gonna do about my grandma? So they get Brett Taryn Killam, who she's tutoring. Yes, who she's tutoring to pretend that he is Kaylee for Grandma Pearl. Cute. Q. At the airport, we meet Frank, the limo driver, played by Donald Faison. Um, mm-hmm. Another lie because Jace says, "Yep, it's me, the coat king, or whatever." The fur, the fur, the fur, the Flintstones, the, the fur czar, or something. <laughs> yeah. Um. So he says, "Okay, I'll take you to this studio for whatever reason." So. We get Okey dropped dokey. off at Universal Studios. They go on the tour. They drop off the tour. <laughs> they jump off that trolley immediately. And and this is when we see everybody. We see the people, the gorillas. The set of the mummy. The set of Too Fast, Too Furious, Tokyo Drift. I know. Every Universal movie, we see it out here. Um, and we see... They, they get to the office for Marty Wolf Pictures. We have Astrid, the, like, receptionist. The who loves dog dogs. fanatic. They did, they, did, they did her so dirty. This is always... Let's get into what happens This to was her. one of my favorite scenes, even it as a so child. It is so good, though. Just, just Amanda Bynes' performance in this scene. So they, they do that fake call. They say, your car is parked on a dog. And while... And her... her Reaction is so visceral. Let's just talk about that real fast. Because she goes, <laughs> "It's parked on a, on a wet, like mm-hmm. it's parked on a dog, ma'am." And she her southern accent. She runs cool. out. Jace goes up to talk with Marty, and while he does all of that, um, Marty was pictures. Marty was pictures. Please hold. And she gets calls from Adam Sandler, Steven Soderbergh. She sets up a spa day for Astrid. And I just love how cool and collected she is when Astrid comes back. She goes, oh, hey, Astrid, I, uh, Sandler wanted to send a, set up a lunch. Steven Soderbergh did this. I set up this for three o'clock tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. So good. So good, I, Amanda Bynes. I love when she goes, what is she, What is Astrid said? Thank you, kind stranger. <laughs> so while Jace is up there talking to Marty, he says, can you call my dad? That's all I want. And so Marty doesn't do that. He burns the script, puts his cigar out on it, and calls security. 
And let's let's not dodge her real fast because we get introduced to Marty or Monty. Monty. Monty is the scene. And Monty is his assistant? Yes. Scriptwriter? What is she? She's an assistant, I believe, no? But she's played by um I forget her name, Amanda Detmer, who people mm-hmm. might know from Drop Dead Gorgeous, which we just watched the other night. Um, she was also, Wait, who does she play in that movie? She plays Miss Minneapolis. She's also in Final Destination uh, and Saving Silverman, another movie people Ooh, might have seen. Your okay. favorite movie, Yumi and Dupree. Uh, yes. So, been it. She was yes. in a couple things in the 2000s, but uh, yeah. Wow, what a legend. She's like his uh, assistant. Okay. And as an assistant, she gets treated like garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as Jace walks in, he's yelling about Marty's yelling about how he lost his organizer, and she says it's in your pocket, dumbass, and it is in his pocket. And so when he pisses off Jace, what does Jace do? He steals that organizer. I want my hand held. Mm-hmm. You want me to hold your hand? Um. <laughs> so that's Jace's big plan: is they're gonna terrorize this man's life with his palm good um i fully believe that then we have the scene where they go to the warehouse with all the props and costumes and they have that montage love it this song it's called i wish by a band called Hairbrain. um it's i've never seen like an an official version of it on like spotify or itunes or anything like that so i just had like Mm -hmm. a shitty like youtube mp3 copy on my ipod because i really liked this song and that's all I got to say about that. Good. I love, very vividly in my mind, the picture, one of the few pictures of this movie that exists in my head are like the full spectrum of when they turn on the the high voltage like surge protector thing mm-hmm. and like everything lights up. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's waste power. But also Frankie Muniz's like red coat, little like- Pirate hat? Ivy. Huh? His pirate hat? No, he's wearing like a he's wearing like a red coat with like the with like a Caesar style like crown. Oh. And that used to be so beautiful to me. I'm like, that's fashion, baby. That's fucking fashion. And all of Amanda Bynes looks in this She's like got great looks. are so cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great looks. Um so then next day they call Frank the limo driver and he picks them up at the studio, but he calls them out, says, I know you lied. You're not the f- the the coat king of You're Chicago or king. whatever, um, so and he does his famous classic. Um, and once the kids say like, "Oh, we're just trying to get back at this dude named Marty Wolf," he says, "Oh, I know that dude. Fuck that guy. I'll help you." <laughs> sure. Uh, this is where we meet John Cho, who plays the director in the movie. Um, yes i don't remember his name but i always loved that he the way he starts out with his like pitch for the movie oh dusty dusty wong is his name um when he goes when he goes 12 cameras doves yes but the first words he says are harumph we open (laughs) harumph harumph we open 12 different camera angles and then he says kastang yeah doves Kastang. His words are so good. I love him. I always think about that if I think of like a Hollywood director pitching something. Just, harumph, we open. 
Um, Can that be our secret password? For what? Like, if we ever need to know that it's us. <laughs> knock, knock. Harumph! When would we, we need that? When we're hiding. When um, we're in hiding. This is uh, the first instance we see of Wolf Marty Wolf being racist. Yes, because he calls him Confucius. He says, Confucius say, easy does it. And we and I we said, visibly you see pig. yeah we visibly see Dusty the, to the director go like what the fuck mm-hmm. um, and then this whole like these like next few scenes with Marty are him just being trash because then the next scene is when we get our that's a Raven Queen Mr. Paolo I don't know the actress's <sighs> name but who like Wait, didn't she pass away recently <laughs> I don't think so because she's the same lady that plays um. Mrs. Has no, not Mrs. Hasegawa. That's Lilo and Stitch. The lady in uh, in the Cat in the Hat. Is she the same woman? I'm pretty sure. Wait. Oh my God! Do you know who plays the mom? Who? Her name is Christine Tucci, and she's Stanley Tucci's sister. Hmm. <gasps> Okay. okay, well, I'll find out who plays Mr. Ballo. I don't think she's dead, but she's like the... Well, I'm, I'm going to look it up right now. <laughs> she's like the publicity person, and um, he makes a comment on her weight. He's fat phobic here. He says, are you sure you're not, are you the, sure you're not president the president of Twinkies? of Twinkies? And on the... Um, oh, her name is Amy Hill. On the uh, like Disney Channel, and I'm assuming maybe Nickelodeon, but Disney Channel for sure... The edit, oh, she is the person who plays Miss Kwan in Cat in the Hat. Um, Thank you. In the edit, they they edit that out on Disney Channel. <gasps> I don't know if they edit out the Confucius say thing or the the ableist thing later, but they definitely, I just will never forget it because it was always such a weird thing that they replaced it with. Instead of him saying, are you sure you're not the president of Twinkies? It, he goes, are you sure you're not the president of Twinkies? <laughs> Like, they just, like, put that sound in. They, like, cut away oh, from his like, mouth, oh, and, like, as that sound plays, that little raspberry, then they just show her face. Like, they cut back to her. So they they make it try to be, like, oh, he just blew a raspberry. But, like, no, they they cut out the original line. Little bitch. Yeah, like, I don't know if you that's... Know, is that even better? Like, I don't... <laughs> I would rather Disney have the balls... To say someone's the president of Twinkies, so kids know to never say that to someone. Well, and the whole thing is at the end, she eats the Twinkie. Yeah, so it makes no sense That's why she does bit, it. But whatever, okay. And then after it's that... It's her eating raspberries at the end, like a handful of them. <laughs> after that, um, we meet Vince, the stuntman coordinator, whatever. Um, Love. Played by Lee Majors, the $6 million man. Love. Saw him at a convention once. I thought, should I go walk up to him and say I loved you in Big Fat Liar? But I didn't. Doesn't, wouldn't your, he, your dad loves him, right? My dad loves, and I was there with my, with my parents. Um, mm-hmm. And Lee Majors was there and I said, you should go say something to him, but he didn't say anything to him. Dang. Maybe he was too shy. Too shy. But my dad was literally watching Six Million Dollar Man this morning. So he does love that you. So yes, Wolf now is ageist to this man calls him a dinosaur 
He just is talking about how he's old, says you can take a personal day when you're dead, and he rips up the birthday party invite that Vince said he's going to take his granddaughter to. I would have punched him in the throat. Yeah. I love how I love how we're starting to see, because, I, I mean, obviously we've seen this movie, but we start to see, like, the little, like, the people, all the people that are going to help, are going to help uh, Malcolm in the middle, mm-hmm. down the line, I forgot his name, Frankie Muniz. That are going to help Frankie Muniz down the line, like, with his little thing. Yeah. Like, who, Which is basically everyone people. that Marty has ever spoken to. Because everyone Truly. he talks to, he just is very hateful towards. Um, what's funny is Paul Giamatti, like, obviously does such a great job of being such an asshole. And he said, I was watching the behind the scenes, he said he based this performance on, like, a couple people he has met, like, in Hollywood. And I want him to name names. I was going to save this to towards the end, but, like, this movie's supposed to be, like, oh, Hollywood is so bad. Everyone can be like this. It's because it's a documentary. This is a documentary. <laughs> I I wouldn't doubt that a majority of people in Hollywood are literally like Paul Giamatti in this movie. Yeah. He said, he said, I've never, like, had a, I think he said I've never had, like, a, I've never worked with anyone who's been this shitty, but, like, he's met people and like heard enough stories to where like he would base it off of a couple people i mean he's white he's a white man of course he would never run into these situations very true but still like sometimes you have sometimes you're a white man on set and you see a director scream at someone and you don't you see christopher nolan losing his mind yeah you see them scream at someone and call lily tomlin the c-word but you don't do anything jason schwartzman I love you, but you probably should have said something. Um. Anyways, okay. We we have a little bit with Brett, Taryn Killam, and Grandma Pro, where they're doing the "I Have the Tiger." They're working out. They're getting swole. She pulls a SpongeBob with the with the with the plushies. Yeah. Um. We have Dad calling Jace because he forwarded his calls to his cell phone. And was that dog left home alone? Basically. That dog's dead. That dog is just chilling in Jace's room, and I'm assuming that the sister is just, like, hanging out with her boyfriend this whole time. That dog is starving. What's going on with this dog? They didn't think this through. Um, we now enter phase two, the takedown, where they are wearing the most iconic outfits. Did I say iconic correctly there? Did it sound weird? Iconic. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. The blue shades... The pink shades. Amanda Bynes is like boa looking jacket thing. I love those jackets. Girls that used to wear those jackets, they're cool. They remind me of um um a what's pirate. that movie? What's that movie? <laughs> no, no, not a pirata. Um, what is that called? I don't know. Oh, big. The uh, one with Paul Rudd. Follow that bird, starring Big Bird. No. <laughs> The one with Paul Rudd, where it's like the stepsister, and they tr- they they oh clueless, clueless, <laughs> yes, yeah. clueless. Who, which Donald Faison starred in? Cute. Um, this is the hungry like the wolf scene where they show up at the house and they put the dye in the pool, Ew. the super glue on the earpiece, the orange dye in the shampoo, and he does classic his dance and dives into that pool. I do love hungry like the wolf as a song. Do, 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 do. But I'm going to preface this by saying that if a, 
there are men that are Marty Wolf in this world. Like, they will literally live this fantasy mm-hmm. every day. Probably Christopher and Nolan. I hate, and I hate that. I hate the idea of someone being like this. Even though I fully feel my fantasy, like I'll put on Dual Lipa and be like, oh my God. Yeah, but you don't scream at people. (laughs) You don't take down people. Um, I don't understand. I mean, I get that it's a movie and it won't work if he does realize it sooner. The chlorine. But how does he not see his arms? See his hands? He's in the fantasy, Sarah. He has he is fully living his weird macho man fantasy. Um, And then he sees himself in the mirror. After the shower. No, he screams. sees himself when he's in the shower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's afterwards, because he dies. I love that they... No, he sees he sees his hands for the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then we have the iconic mirror shot. Oh. Um, what? Yeah. I love that they have him wash his eyebrows. Oh, Just ew, so they that. make sure that everything is orange. Because, like, who <laughs> does that? I don't wash my. I don't clean. Am my I eyebrows. supposed to with shampoo? I mean, I wash my face with like cleanser. I just assume that would like take care of things up there. No, I. I, th- I, I thought it would drip eyebrows. down. No, I don't know. I don't. When I wash my face, I like avoid my eyebrows completely. Well, you're supposed to like avoid your. You don't want to get anything on your eyes. I'll like put soap on my eyes. I don't think you're supposed to. Not like this on says, my, I'm not like eyes wide open rubbing them this in. This says you like, according to WikiHow. This says your eyebrows usually do not need more than a basic wash every now and then. Wash the oil off with warm water and pat your eyebrows dry. You don't need to deep clean your eyebrows every day, as this can cause dryness or irritation. Deep clean them once a week or when they appear dirty. What? When do my eyebrows appear dirty? I don't know. What are my eyebrows rubbing on that make them dirty? This, Marie Claire says brow hairs are much softer, more delicate follicle than the hairs on your scalp. Anyway, I touch my I touch my eyebrows and they're like coarse, like sandpaper. Anyways, then we have another great uh, little Amanda Bynes moment where she's pretending to be Mr. Duncan's assistant, and she does. She goes, "I was watching Charmed on the WB, and I totally spaced and forgot to give you this address." Her laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and she's, and Monty says, oh, I didn't know he moved. And she goes, oh, yeah, in a big way. Great performance. <laughs> so good. So good. So she gives the address to that clown birthday party. So Mon- Monty calls Marty, says, here's the new Addie. You got to show up. And at that birthday party, Marty goes into the house, gets kids, kids just tackling them. He, well, he's getting his ass beat by some kids. Oh, wait. Well, he's the also crew. racist to this woman. Oh, yeah. The, like, housekeeper who answers the door. More racism. Hello. Um, And then, yeah, he's getting tackled by the kids. And then... Uh, As that's happening. Jace and, and Frank and Kaylee are all tampering with the car outside. They're transforming his car. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um... Let's see. And then later, once Marty is in the car, Jace pulls up next to him in the limo and says, like, this can all be over. Just call my dad. And he says no. So then... I would not stop fucking with him until the very end. Like, I wouldn't let him... I would make him think that I'm not even involved in any way. We got the monster truck dude who crushes his car. That was, again, another man that is fully real in the world. This weird... I know. Did I ever tell you about the guy, the time? So I used to drive my dad's truck around. It's really high up off the ground, right? Not like super the high up, one? but like 
Yeah. I still like it's like if there's a short and it's like a medium. Yeah, it's like a normal sized truck. (laughs) But there was this person in like not a low rider, but like a super low riding short car. I'm like, Mama, that's your fault. Like you're over here trying to be Coolio Cachulio. But like I was trying to merge over and apparently they were trying to sneak up right behind me and they like I wasn't an accident. We didn't collide. They hit the edge of the of like the median. And I was like, oh, shit. And so I pulled over just to be like, hey, are you okay? I'm sorry. Like, if anything happened, he was like, I just got my wheels did. I'm like, your wheels, your wheel got scratched. No part of his car got damaged, by the way. His his wheel, like the rim, the wall was a little buffed. And I'm like, Mary, Mary, shut the hell up. He was like, I just got my, what are those things called? Like the, the people like are like, look at my cool new things, the things on the wheels. What are those called? I don't know, your rims? The spinners? Spinners? Oh my god, what is this, 2002? Like, he was like, I just got these done, what if I'm, I'm like, I have to go, That's Mary, I have to teach. That's your fault for putting so much money into, to, Tires. Tires. Rims. Well, it sounds like, you said rims already, but it sounds like he was- No, I said spinners. He was, like, trailing you, like, it sounds like that was his fault, no? It, it fully was his fault, and I'm like, I just, I don't understand- but that this reminded me of that moment. Was this a white man? This man. I don't know. Maybe mixed. Okay. But he was cis and he was straight. That's enough for me to be angry. Yeah, me too. Uh. Anyways, let's see. Anyways, I don't even remember. Okay, so the monster truck dude runs over his car. So then he has to pull. He has to call the tow truck, and it's the whole. They didn't say anything. <laughs> I'm about a little blue man. <laughs> uh, Duncan is pissed that Marty missed two meetings, and Marty tells Monty, like, oh, I'm just going to talk to him at the movie premiere. Take the hit. He says, take the hit, babe. So at the movie premiere for Forrest and Whitaker, um, Marty still won't- No, it's not Forrest and Whitaker. Yeah, it is. It's Forrest and Fowl. Oh, Forrest and Fowl. I think you're thinking of Forrest Whitaker, no, the no, actor. No, no, no. I think it's either the chicken or the Jaleel White's character is named Whitaker, I think. No, it's called Whitaker and Fowl. That's what it is. There we go. So we got there. We got there. <laughs> Together, we came up with the right answer. Um, but again, Jace is like, end it now. Just call my dad. And Marty says no. So nor. He says no. Then we have the after party, which is actually phase three. And this is where all those cameos are. We have Sean Levy, the actual director of this film. Mm-hmm. Dustin Diamond, who actually recently passed away. Um, right. We have Keenan Thompson, who says, can you say boring? He's the star of this movie, everyone. Keenan Thompson. Um, and at this party, Marty tells... The chicken. He tells... Oh, yeah, the chicken is the star but marty tells duncan that he has new ideas for the movie and he wants to pitch them to the party goers so jace offers to help because marty has nothing to say no ideas so he says call my dad and i'll i'll give you a good speech so he does the old little earpiece trick and he's repeating after jace in front of everyone the old water news jumping ground and then he goes off book um and this is also when uh Monty finally finds out that Jace did write the story. She's like, mm-hmm. wait, this little kid did really write it? A literal child. Um. So yeah, Wolf does his whole speech. He goes off book. And then one of my favorite things, I say this sometimes, but like 
people probably don't remember this quote, but sometimes I'll just say like, God bless America, God bless blah, 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 and God bless big fat liar. That's me at like a football game after this. You've never said that. Not to you. <laughs> me after they, they do the national anthem at a football game, I'll just, sometimes you got to just scream, God bless big fat liar. When you, when they hire, when the Diamondbacks hire you to sing the national anthem. I'll screen that every go, game. Say, can you say? Imagine you, the, whoever sings the national anthem, like people that like have to do it every time, every game. I don't yeah. want to drive downtown every game. They don't have a game every day. I know, but still every game. Having to drive downtown, the traffic. To sing that song. Just to sing that and then you're done. Like To sing that? Mm-mm. That specifically? No, I'd rather sing Move It Like This by the Bahaman. Um, so, yes, uh, we Duncan approves the budget because he's like, okay, I guess you have some ideas. You can start shooting Duncan tomorrow. said, you surely said some words. Yeah. So Wolf is like, okay, I'll call your dad, kid. And then he does not call dad. He calls security. And he calls this white man. And as security, like, takes Jason Kaylee away, you see Monty really realize, like, that she she's just now realizing, like, how fucked up Marty is. How evil he truly is. Just now. Like, this is probably, like, just at this very the moment, final straw. This was her breaking point. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's probably, like, it's probably the thing of, like, he can treat me like shit all he wants but like he's treating but kids no. like this no it but that no. she shouldn't put up with that either like assistants shouldn't have to deal with that either but like i think it's like i'm not gonna get into it i was gonna get into like it's this whole hustle culture and like you have to i hate you have to make of, like, your pay your dues or whatever yes i hate that noise yeah, no, so just, much just be nice just give me what I want. If I deserve it, give it to me. Be nice. Give me, give me more. Give me more. So um, they're going to have to go home, right? Security's like, get your stuff. You're going to the airport. And Kaylee is like, this is bullshit. We shouldn't have to give up. Let's do something. And Jay says, we did everything. I'm calling dad. I'm telling him to come come see us. This is some shit for, this is some shit for, what she, for which she will not put. There we go. Scary Movie 4. What? Three? Bitch, who watched Scary Movie 4? I've seen the first four scary movies. Four? Anyways, um, Monty tells security that she'll take the kids to the airport when, really, psych, she wants revenge. Oh, this is so... She says... Hey, buddy, why don't you go get your big macho man self out of here? <laughs> Me, this woman that's going to be working all night, I'll take care of this. I'll just do it. I, I have time. I'll be awake anyways. And he's like, okay. Okay. And then. Bye. <laughs> bye, buddy. And then <laughs> and then she's like, all right, let's do this. Let's fucking go. She says, you guys let's up for one up. last fight? Incredible. Oh, Love her. Oh my god. What an ocean's age. So then they're plotting phase four with the troops. Cause she This is This is who she rounded up. She said, I know everyone that he's wronged and they will all help you. So let's do this. This is this is Kevin Feige planning phase four of the MCU. So many people hate Marty. Everyone is there. We got the security guard. 
we saw earlier. Why is he here? Who is the the teacher from Princess Diaries, actually? Yes. Um, Hot. He's there. We got everyone. Everyone's just like, yes, we're down. We hate this man. I love how you don't see anybody, though. Like, it's like in the shadows, like, you don't know who these people are going to be. Yeah. Um, and my probably my favorite line in the movie comes from this Amanda Bynes little monologue. Her monologue. Which is so good, just in order to blah, blah, blah. When she says, I'm talking, I want to see a broken man here. But my favorite line is, I don't even know what mincemeat is. Yeah. I my brother and I always love that line. I want him I don't know. I want him to be mincemeat and I don't even know what mincemeat is. I I love when she goes, what is it? Uh, not just physical, emotional, but psycho-emotional <laughs> breakdown. Yes. Love it. And then finally it's shooting day and in the morning we have Marty who is no longer blue cuz he stayed up all no. night scrubbing dub dubbing. We have Frank being the limo driver. He's phase one. Yes. And so Marty is, again, rude to him. Uh, and they stop up on a hill. I'm assuming it's like around Mulholland Drive, probably. <gasps> sorry. We completely... So, to put it in context, Marty Wolf... Sorry, we have to retract. Marty Wolf has been racist to an Asian man, an Asian woman. No, fat fall back to an Asian woman. Racist to a Hispanic woman, but then also very racist to the president's wife. Oh, yes. He keeps saying her name wrong. Chandra. And he he keeps saying like Shaniqua. Shaniqua. Shanene. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's right. I totally forgot about that. And then here, this is his part where he says the ableist line where he says, let's wrap it up. Ricky R-word-o instead of Ricardo. Um. I never caught that until this time, and I literally wrote down... What did I write? What did I write? Oh, Marty said what now? That's all I wrote. (laughs) So Frank stops up on the hill with a fog machine saying, oh, this car's gonna blow, like, the car's broken. And then who shows up? Jaleel White. Urkel. Shows up, offers him a ride, and takes a shortcut, quote-unquote, which is really just him... Taking him Drive to the into desert, the desert. Where Marty Wolf He's tucks on his and rolls out the car. He, he pulled a ladybird. Jump. <laughs> he did. <laughs> when Jamil when Jaleel says jump, you jump. We got phase one and two down. Phase three is where Vince, the old stuntman, helicopters in, picks him up. I love when she I love when Monty goes, Let's go wolf hunting. That's like such an iconic line. Just when she, that was hot. It's, it's because like she's like she's looking down and then she like turns and it's just like they film it from the shoulder back and she goes, "You ready to go wolf hunting?" Amazing. That I was aroused <laughs> by this woman. I was like, <gasps> "Wow, that was power." It was I powerful. Love that. I love her in this movie. She does a great job. Um. So yeah, Vince shows up, helicopters in, and they. End up having to skydive because of an emergency, quote unquote. And I love, like, once they skydive and that dude, <laughs> that dude just breaks, the, breaks thing. the thing and goes and sits down. He was hiding. He did a good job. Well, he had to break it. He was like, this, this is really going like, <laughs> to, I have to go. He's just hiding behind this little curtain. Um, I love it. So that's the next phase. And there's that they do such a great job. This is another, like, cinematography thing where, 
when they finally land and you just see them like you see Run a broken in. Marty who looks like he was just in an explosion. Yeah, they're like running through the street to yes. get to the set. Great moment, such an action movie shot. Um so Jace finally uh, or Marty arrives on set just as Duncan is arriving on set and then we have the the old west standoff. <laughs> Where Mr. Funny Bones who we didn't mention before, Marty's Little pet monkey. Pet monkey. This little stuffed animal Gross. monkey. Um, Jace takes it and they go on the little golf cart chase throughout the back lot. We see all these these movies. And then we have Lester, mm-hmm. the new like, what even is he? Like, he was in the stunt He's scene, a special effects yeah, guy. Yeah, like special effects. He does the little he, thing with the water feature. Love it. They are 100% filming this in the Phoenix Zoo. I know. This part. This, this looks is like not that the Phoenix section Zoo, of the thing where they have the little like mangoes sign at the Phoenix Zoo. Yeah, whole section where Frankie took that photo and he sent it to us, and I'm like, "Why are you at the Phoenix Zoo?" <laughs> yeah, um, that is I what know this my looks zoo. like. But yeah, so you know, now he's getting trampled by these the roaring waters that Lester activates voice command with voice command yes sir. jace's parents show up on set the publicity woman shows up on set with all the press and finally jace runs onto the roof where they have their final showdown and wolf admits that he stole the story and he's on candid Ew. camera bitch oh my god i got you on candid camera when i hate how much head movement Paul Giamatti does in the sequence because he looks absolutely unhinged. He did like, such he a great job. Like he keeps doing this, like he keeps doing this thing of like, blah, 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 blah. and I'm like, ah, 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 too scary, too scary. You know what I mean? Like when when people just shake a lot, it's, it's a lot. He just he really went there with his performance. He did a great job. But it's yeah, so there's cameras everywhere, scary. twelve camera angles because that's what Dusty the director wanted. Mm-hmm. Got him there. And everyone is there. Everyone saw it on the monitors. Duncan is pissed. Uh, the parents are there to see. The press is there to see. And so now Mr. Marty Wolf is about to murder a child. And he chases him off of a roof. And if you look closely, closely you'll see that Frankie Muniz did not jump off of a, that building. But oh, some no. girl did. The, some woman did. The wig. <laughs> the wig. The wig. The fucking wig. So bad. But they did do a shot of him like on a wire where he goes like this. Yeah, where he he does the old like I'm falling but I'm still running. Yeah. That's how I know when falling is fake because I don't think you can do like the force, I don't think allows you to like Wow. Or you would probably just be being like such shock that like your legs wouldn't be moving necessarily like that. No, yeah. I just think Yeah. Luckily he he does the stunt. He's able to just fall onto that stunt pad. Luckily, he didn't. Those things are scary. Imagine how, like, what what if he had gotten hurt here? Those stunt pads, I don't trust them. Like, they look, they disinflate so fast. Like, girl, how am I not supposed to just. What if I just poke some ground? scissors? What then? What if I'm jumping with scissors? I'm wearing a scissor suit. Mm-hmm. I am the scissor sisters. Yeah, exactly. So um, everyone hates Marty now, even more than they did, obviously. But now they're like, you're not going to work in this town again, basically. And then d- yeah. dad says, like, you did all this just to earn my trust back? It's earned, buddy. I, 
Oh my god. And mom Her says got my dad. Oh god. Hello. That was what mom said. She didn't say anything. Um <laughs> and then we fast forward to the movie premiere where Frank, the limo driver, got the lead role in the movie. Good for him. Um we have Jason who gets story credit. Mm-hmm. And like obviously him and Kaylee were able to attend the premiere. Um and his teacher, Miss Caldwell, is there. She says, Hell yeah, that's my boy. That's my student. She, her clapping, she she's fully going, what's her name? Nicole Kidman, Nicole Kidman hands. Um, and then we have Monty who got writing and producer credit. She wrote and produced Iconic. that movie. She said, what a legend. Fuck Marty Wolf, I'm taking over. So awesome. And then we have Marty the clown at the birthday party. Of Ew. Uh, the kid who is the son of the monster truck dude. And we get, let me see your nutcracker. Can you move it like this? I can shake yeah. it like that. Anyways, that's it. That's the whole movie. And are you sure you were supposed to do IMDb reviews? Yes. Because I didn't let's, listen back. Let's, let's, deb- let's debunk the mystery of who was supposed to get the reviews. Twas I who killed the beast. Um, I listened back to, cause the last episode that we did that was just, you and I was, uh, la, 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 la. I forgot, but it was me. Well, it was I 101 did the, Dalmatians, you did but the we both did that. No, no, no. Before that, oh, before okay. that. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was okay, either. Okay, well, but let's get to it. it then. IMDB. 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 Let's go. Okay, so I remember just now, even though I told you about IMDb reviews, about the IMDb reviews. <laughs> so I'm frantically looking for some. I'm going to pick these two because they, they're because the ones I that I see. Because I have no time left. <laughs> um, here we go. Very nice kids movie. Adults can play Spot the Connections. Ugh. Written February 2002. Hello. Uh, broad comedy. Minimalized violence. Recognizable stars. Drop the kids off at the matinee and you're in good shape. If you go along with them, you can play Spot the Movie Connection. Half the movie in, is, uh, is set at Universal Studios Los Angeles. Aside from the obvious character walking past Norman Bates' house, etc., the producers left dozens. Why did they make it seem like the house was like a mistake? Um, the producers <laughs> left dozens. to take do- this out. Oh, could you believe? Um, top things that you thought you wouldn't see in Big Fat Liar. Um, the producers said <laughs> the producers left dozens of props from. They left. <laughs> Left dozens of props from other movies lying around. I already submitted the cars from Back to the Future and How the Grinch Stole Christmas. It's almost like the movie is one big plug for Universal Studios tour. I mean, Mama, it was made by I Universal mean, Pictures. Whoo! Speaking of plugs, butt plugs. Note the obvious. <laughs> note the obvious ones for Coca Cola and ET released, re-released. Uh, parental guidance note. Oh, okay, let's get into this. Please be sure to explain to your kids... Oh, wait, I have to put on my $1 million mom mom, mom voice. $1 million? Sure. 
One million dollar moms. Please be sure to explain to your kids that A, Hollywood is not a, a nice place to run around to, and B, they shouldn't expect to be to get hugs and encourageable after what? They shouldn't expect to get hugs and encouragement after they run away. So they said, fuck your kids. Okay. Okay. Here's my other one. Works best for kids, but parents won't be put down by it either. Written by Quinoa, 1984, (laughs) February 2002. Big Fat Liar is a type of movie I would have liked even more if I was younger, and by that, I recommend this movie to kids, and if the parents don't want to see collateral damage or black hawk down was, or whatever what they might chuckle then? as well i guess i don't know girl frankie munoz plays a young teen who is usually lying a lot and when he really loses a paper for his for school in a movie producer's paul what oh in a movie producer's paul giamatti's limo the 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 winds up in summer school yep he decides to go with his girlfriend not girlfriend amanda binds to hollywood to confront him but it isn't as easy as he thought for him for him to fess up okay there we go i can't read giamatti's blue man scenes are some of the funniest scenes he's had in movies since private parts other scenes are on are very on the person, however. Grade B. B. Girlfriend. Yeah, no, I really liked that they were just like platonic friends. Yeah, there was no like, I love you. Ugh. Yeah. I always liked that. Mm-hmm. Alright, I got some tweets. These are from Emily. Ever heard of her? No. At Emily Jean Palmer. Sandra O oh, as a teacher is my favorite character. Sandra O oh playing teachers is just iconic. Putting a chicken in a cop outfit, animal abuse in my Nickelodeon movie. Oh my god. Uh, I'm obsessed with Grandma Pearl. I feel bad for the real Mr. Stroog who got abandoned at the airport, but that's what he gets for making fur coats. More animal abuse. Damn. I forgot that they have that little clip of him. Um, Marty being rude to the man taking... Uh, his granddaughter to a birthday party has put me in a violent rage. I've always wanted to jump into a Velcro wall. I kind of did too, like, <gasps> the Velcro because wall. of this movie. I was like, that's so cool. Um, let's see. I miss Amanda Bynes. She was so funny back in the day. When I, when a clown shows up to your birthday party, why would your first instinct be to hurt him? Because he's a clown. Because he's scary. Because I saw Airbud. Anyways, Emily says, love this movie, four out of five. And then these tweets are from Grace at DivaGrace13, who has been waiting for us to talk about this movie. Um, Miss Caldwell's classroom has quotes about truth all over the walls. Hadn't caught that before. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, it says like live truth instead of blah blah blah. Truth is the highest thing that man blah blah blah. For truth there is no blah blah blah. Half the truth blah 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 blah. Something something and fiction is fact distilled and she did it just to like subliminally get to him. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, What? I spy the red haired afro hair of Lefkowitz from even Stevens. Who is that? What the fuck? Did you did you just make up words? I'll have to Google because I don't remember who that is. Uh, I can't stop laughing at the thought of the auditions for the old lady screaming, Up yours, blue boy. Oh, yeah. I, I love that her. That was a lot. Up yours, blue boy. Uh, expert use of right here, right now with the helicopter scene. That, always, that was always very memorable to me. I think about the director saying, Kastang, you're busted at least once a week. I love that there is absolutely no romance between Jaylee, Jaylee? <laughs> Jason and Kaylee at any time. Overall, three and a half. Great casting from the stars to those with small parts and a great soundtrack to match. I forgot to say Monty's facial expressions are a whole mood the entire film. Oh yeah, okay. this one when she's just like, what the fuck? Oh yeah. <laughs> She's like, I don't know who the fuck this kid is, but I'll leave you. He says, sure, I'll believe it. I'll leave you to talk to him. All right, thank you to Emily and Grace for tweeting us about this one. Juan, what are our final thoughts? My final thoughts is I find this movie very entertaining. Like, I have a... I don't don't want to say that I have, like, fond memories because it's like I don't like any... Like, I just watch... You don't have any memories at all. I honestly, at this point, I'm scared. Um, but this is a good movie. It's fun. It's entertaining. There's like a lot going on, but not like in the bad way. Like there's action sequences. There's like montages. And honestly, for movies like this, I feel like those, that's the best way to direct a movie. Like if you, the more montages that you can put that are like kind of fun and quirky and different and like kids movies like this, it's better because then you don't get drowned out with like, you know, trying to make it so personable or like. I hate when movies, let's put it simply, I hate when, like, children's movies or, like, you know, like, coming-of-age movies are very much like, we have to drive the message home. Like, everything has to be about the message, you know? Like, this is such a simple message of, like, just don't lie too much. Um, And it was done really well. And I like it. Four out of five for me. I am also going to give it a four out of five, I think. Amanda Bynes is incredible in this. Paul Giamatti really gave it his all. Like, you feel like he, like, gave as much work and, like, dedication to this role as, like, his role in, like, any drama he's done. Um, Mm -hmm. I think soundtrack bumping. I think it's just fun. And, like, you mentioned earlier before we started recording that, like, it goes by pretty quickly. Like, I don't know what the actual runtime was, but, like, it never slows down, like... It's like an hour and it's around like an hour and 30. Yeah, it's just like I never get like bored and go like, oh, this is kind of like the lull of the movie. Like, no, I was actually in shock when like I had like five to 10 minutes left of it. I was like, okay. Yeah. And everything feels like like it moves forward really well. Like, I feel like there's no scenes. There's like a couple scenes that maybe technically could be cut as like they don't necessarily like add to the plot and i'm just talking about like maybe like tear and kill him scenes 
with the grandma but mm-hmm. like those are just those are funny and i like them so they can stay um but everything else like it feels you <laughs> feel it working towards that like we talked about how like earlier when you meet all of the people even though like someone might be like oh it's boring to go meet all of these different crew people he's being mean to it's like no that's the whole point of the second like the last half of the movie mm-hmm. like that's why we met them is so we could see why they all want to get back at him yeah so, like it does a good job at putting all the pieces together yeah it's a four out of five for me i think it's great it holds up so fine holiday fun fine memorial day fun this all happened family memorial fun. day weekend truly and you've never been to universal right hell no nor have i i my friends and i have talked about wanting to go to halloween horror nights mm-hmm. heard of it and i i kind of want to do it if i if i don't if i'm not so like you know freaked out over the panini still yeah but if if that if we do go then that'll be my first time and we'll see we'll see how she holds up will they have a Matterhorn? horn <laughs> they just move it over there yeah. yeah i've never been and i don't i've never been like ooh, i gotta go like there's like movies i like that like they probably have stuff for like back to the future mm-hmm. or like do they still have the mummy ride there i don't think so that's also the thing it's like Disney switches up their rides quite often, but not as much as Universal. It's like one what day something. What did they replace? They replaced. They put that Jimmy Fallon ride. I don't know what they replaced. The it. Jimmy Fallon ride. I don't know what they were like that replaced, but that replaced something. But either way, the Jimmy Fallon ride. Like maybe the Simpsons Land would be cool. Like I do like the Simpsons, but like I just don't know. Yeah, there's just like not it's enough not cohesive. to and like. Do I like Harry Potter? Yeah. But, like, if I go, would that be giving money to the transphobic bitch that she is? Yeah. So, like... Oh, does it? I think so. But what if I steal stuff from Harry Potter land? That's fine. I don't know. I don't know how Harry Potter, that works. Like, do you have to pay a separate fee? Or, like, if I buy any ticket to get into Universal, does she get some of that money? Or did she just get, like, a flat rate when it opened i don't know i want to know the details i want someone to, to find the details for me because i'm too lazy and tell me what's going on i think this says revenge of the mummy is still available at universal studios okay um yeah i don't know would i want to go see the grinch maybe just so he can go whoo <laughs> just for that reason otherwise should i get a job as the grinch at universal (laughs) they're not gonna let you i'd be gorgeous at the grinch at the grinch at the grinch yeah i don't even know character sightings i know there's like minions transformers no simpsons that's also the thing too it's like their people are like transformers like girl I know that is not Optimus Prime. I know that's not him. Yeah. Let's look. Rides and attractions. 21 things to do. Despicable Me Minion Mayhem. No. Don't they have they have a Jurassic there. Park ride, don't they? That's like the only thing that I'm like excited for. Or like a Back to the Future kind of like dark ride I think would be kind of cool. King Kong 363D. 
Revenge of the Mummy. King Kong. Silly Swirly Fun Ride. Okay, so that sounds like the teacups, but they couldn't. Swirly Swirly Swan Ride. All right. Enough of Universal. The Secret Life of Pets Off the Leash. Hell no, I'm tired. They really Stop. do. Oh, and of course, Waterworld. Oh, we can't forget about Wow Wow World. I saw the movie. I don't need to see the stage show. Um. Okay, and that's it for the movie. And now we're going to give a shout out to the one, the only. Iris was on our podcast just last week talking about the Digimon movie with us. If you didn't hear her on there, go listen. Go hear her voice for once. But um, Wow, wow. Yeah, she's our podcast artist. She did like our main logo and a few others that y'all love. So go follow her. She's not currently illustrating, but follow her so that when she gets back to it, then you're already following her, you know? So go do that yes. on Twitter and Instagram at panda. And if you want to support her on Patreon, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash creamsiclepanda. Yes, God. And if you want to support us, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PlanetWeirdPod. You can leave us a rating and review in the Apple Podcast Store. You can subscribe wherever you're listening. Subscribe to the YouTube channel because a new video will be up there soon. Um, Ooh. Anchor is another place you can listen to us uh, on, and you can also leave us a voice message if you would like to, or donate, give us some money. There's money links in the description if you want to do either of those things, but um, thank you to the people that already support us on Anchor. That's Emily Palmer, Alexa Pratt, Natalie Hernandez, Jose Contreras Jr., Aisa Yusuf, Whitney Harris, Savannah Ulmer, and Ivy Giamatti. You're related. Merch also in the description. We got the sweatshirts for just perfect for summer up in the store on our website. And then um T Public, um, some new designs are up, some like fictional band tees, some newer ones, um, plus the old designs. And if you buy anything uh this month. Which I believe there will be a sale from... I think the sale already started by the time you're listening. So grab something while the sale's going on. And if you do, if you do it before June 1st, that money that goes to us, that T Public says, hey, here's your cut, bitches. We're going to take that money and April's cut, the money we got in April, and we're going to do- donate that to the bail project. So go pick something up. Go a button, a magnet. It doesn't have to be a shirt, you know? Just something small. A notebook. You need notebooks, don't you? I don't know. Uh, you need a notebook, don't you? Don't you? Is, don't you need one for the summer? You could get a notebook and you could write down your notes on the movies like us. You could go to summer school. You could go back to school. You could just literally take notes on your daily day. What are you doing you every day? You could journal your Switch life. You could have a little diary. I think that would get too sad for me, honestly. Yeah, I can't do that. it's not for everyone. Um, but yeah, so... Go pick something up and support the Bale Project. Uh, that's cool. Uh, next month's movies. Um, pretty sure we'll stick to the schedule. Subject to change, but I think for the most part, everything's Gucci and good to go. For the month of June, we'll be, you know, diving into those summer flicks. Those road trip movies. Those summertime movies. Cool for the summer. Those action-adventure movies, yes. Wow, action-adventura. So we're going to start off... Can we do Ace Ventura? 
So that's not what I have down here. So we're going to start <laughs> off with Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants 2. Wow. Okay. Because we watched the first one last summer. We got to watch the second one. There's a pregnancy scare in it. So everyone brace yourselves. <gasps> Mine. That's streaming on HBO Max, I believe. If it's not, I'm sorry. That's what it said when I looked it up. Uh, after that, we're going to do Spy Kids 2. Island of Los Sueños. Yes, the Island of Lost Dreams. Uh, that is streaming on Paramount Plus. When did we do? Did we do Spy Kids one already? Yeah, we did that a while back. Uh, streaming on Paramount Plus, and again, according to JustWatch.com, it says it's streaming on Paramount Plus and on Crackle, which is free with ads. So if you don't have Paramount, get Plus, Crackle. If you don't have Paramount Plus, you could watch it for free. I might. Do the free trial of Paramount Plus just because it has Girl, all the Nickelodeon shows, and I've so does so does Hulu. No, not all of them. And I've been wanting okay, to well, watch some like old school stuff. I just want to watch Danny Phantom. They have like, Hey Dude, Salute Your Shorts, Are You Afraid of the Dark, Double Dare, Legends of the Hidden Temple. They have like okay, so that's just you. That's that's your, me. That's your brand. That's me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do your do your Paramount. Anyways, Plus. week after that, we it's gonna be my birthday episode, so we are gonna be watching <gasps> Muppet Treasure Island. Of fucking course. Yeah. I've seen that one. And that's on Disney Plus. And then week after that, we're trying to do, you know, an animated movie each month. So our animated movie for June, as we wrap up June, it's going to be Surf's Up. That movie Shut with the, hell with up the surfing now. thing. I would ra- <laughs> this is this is Amy. I've never seen it. Um I'm ready. I'm ready. That, as far as I know, isn't streaming anywhere, so we'll have to rent that one. And if you want I have it. <laughs> Okay, well, Juan owns it, but if anyone wants to rent it or find it illegally and watch it, go ahead. Um, so if you if you watch baby. any of those soon, go ahead and send us your thoughts. You can tweet us, email us, leave us a voice message, whatever you want to do. Um, and yeah, that's what we're looking at, y'all, for June. Great. Should be a fun time. Other than that, uh, this episode goes up on um, Cameron Boyce's birthday. So rest in peace, King. Rest in peace, King. I know. I think last year Dove Cameron did like shirts to donate to like raise money for his foundation, and I think this year Sophia Carson's doing it. So check that out. A little plug. Um, other than that, rest in peace to Kevin Clark from School of Rock. We just got the passed news that he today. passed away today because some bitch ass woman hit him with a car and only got a citation. How does that work? Let's go beat her up. How does that work? Was she white? Was she a woman just like, I didn't see Probably. him. I was I was yelling at my kids. I can only assume, yeah. Oh, God. Anyways, hope everyone is doing well. Um, be cool, y'all. Be nice. Don't be a bummer. Stay cool, Stay for, cool the for the summer. Molly Wap, your mother. Um, if you're queer, <laughs> stay out of the Pride Month discourse. Just try to just stay just out of try it. To stay At this point, just everyone shut up. Everyone It'll just help shut your, up. And if your mental health and um, and if 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 you really want to get into it, just don't involve straight people. Period. Let's just that's sorry, sorry. I mean, if you're trans and you're straight, cool. That yeah, you're invited. You're you're cool. You're chill. But if you're cis, if you're a cis, cis head, aloe head people, 
just get shut up just everyone stop talking don't involve them don't try to get them to be part of the community shut up just everyone shut up anyway enough about Juan. um next week we're gonna um <laughs> as june commences um on june 7th it's gonna be the first episode of our new season of our other podcast all your friends are queer um oh, God. and our guest for that first episode is actually someone you're all familiar with yes it's ivy giamatti aka ivy gresham i always have to remember her real last name i thought her real name was gremlin i know i always think it's goblin because i i always <laughs> write that down like when i'm mailing stuff to her but it's gresham um yes so did we just dox her be on the lookout for that no of her okay. real name <laughs> she should just change her name to ivy goblin legally yep there we go all right anyways goodbye everyone don't lie and if you do lie don't get caught. And God bless Big Fat Liar! Oh, God. Oh, my God, let's rock the party! Keep your body.